Okay, this morning we're going to talk about Thanksgiving. That's what I've entitled the message this morning is Thanksgiving because we're coming up on the Thanksgiving day, the the day that um, a lot of people call Turkey Day nowadays, and I think it's sad and sacrilegious in so many respects to call it Turkey Day, and and if you do, it's not that I'm getting on you, but uh, there's so much more to Thanksgiving than uh, than thinking about it as a turkey, and that's all that we that's all we know about. What uh, and we're going to get into that this morning. I want to talk to you about it this morning. So Thanksgiving. Have you ever looked in the dictionary at the definition of the word Thanksgiving? Now I think this is very interesting because a lot of the dictionaries today, um, even though that they're accurate, they do have a uh, a little slant to some of the things in it, and so to to see what the dictionary says uh, that Thanksgiving is, listen to this: um, the act of giving thanks. This is the definition. This is the dictionary's definition: the act of giving thanks and grateful acknowledgement of benefits or favors, especially especially to God. That's one. Number two: an expression of thanks, especially to God. A public celebration and acknowledgement of divine, or God, favor and kindness. A day set apart for giving thanks to God. Notice the four main definitions of the word thanksgiving don't have to do with humans on human. It's human to God. And I think it's very interesting because we have gotten far away from that when we talk about the day of Thanksgiving in the United States of America and what it's about. And we're going to see, uh, we're going to talk, first off, I want to set us up with what the first Thanksgiving was like, what it was about and what it was like. And then I'm going to give you three things that I want you to take home with you and three scripture verses that that are going to go along with that this morning. So um, when uh, we look at the uh, to celebrate this holiday on our calendars, it's called Thanksgiving. And that's what we see on the calendars. But what does it really mean to us? What does it mean to you? What does it mean to me? Because a lot of us are taking off of work. Well, most, most people get off of work. I know that some of the places, Cracker Barrel will be open on Thanksgiving, and uh, you know Waffle House will be open. The places where you get gas, a lot of those places will be open on Thanksgiving. But most people take off of work. We're traveling. We think of Thanksgiving as the time for eating food or watching football hanging out with our friends and our family. Um, But I think that even though all of that is great and there's nothing wrong with anything that I just said, at the same time, do we really understand what Thanksgiving is about? Do we really understand and have an idea why we even call the holiday Thanksgiving itself? Today, more and more lawsuits are brought in the public school system especially, but in any kind of state job, lawsuits are brought when God is brought into it. And it's disappointing and sad because when we look at the history of the United States of America, it is a history that is that is built on the Bible. It is built on Judeo-Christian values. It is built on God, even, uh, it's, even in our founding documents. Our founding documents say that we are, we have, unalienable rights that we were endowed with by what? By a creator. And 
What, what is disappointing is our founding fathers knew who that creator was. They understood that, that that creator meant God. And today, we continue to pull them out. And even when we do something, I, there there is schools that are being sued because the students are having prayer. They're, they're in California. We've had a coach that has lost his job because he knelt down in the middle of the field by himself, not compelling anybody else, but kneel down in, in, the, in the field at the end of a football game, and because other students came around him and prayed, and you know what they told him? You can go somewhere and hide yourself in a room somewhere, and you can pray, but you can't do it on the field. And he says, no, no, that, that's not right. I have freedom of religion. I have freedom of expression. I have freedom of speech. I'm going to do it here. And he was fired. He went to court in California, and he lost. Now, I don't know where it is in the court system. Uh, I don't know that it's, it, I know it hasn't got to the Supreme Court yet, but this has been two or three years ago that this has happened. It, <coughs> so, <coughs> so we see God being removed from our public school system. We see God being removed from our government. And, and if you go up to Washington and you look, we have scripture verses and we have uh, things that are said to God uh, engraved in stone on our buildings in Washington, D.C. But we have uh, the devil using humans to take down and try to destroy the very foundation. And this even comes with Thanksgiving. This even comes with Thanksgiving. And I believe that's one of the reasons that we see a shift from using the word Thanksgiving to use the word Turkey Day. And I think when we get finished today and we realize and understand what the word Thanksgiving means, we will no longer look at it as Turkey Day, but we will look at it as Thanksgiving. And we will say, hey, it is important that we call it Thanksgiving because even the word means so much. Now, if you ask people in the street today, what is Thanksgiving about? What, how, you know, what, what was it about? Why do we have this holiday? Most of them would say, well, it was a feast between the pilgrims. Uh, I would hope most. Most would probably say it's a feast between the pilgrims uh, and the Indians. And the pilgrims were thanking the Indians for, for helping them out. And so they had this, this meal. And even though that would be, uh, that, that would be linked and that would be partially correct, it's not totally correct. There, there's a lot more that goes into it than just that. And what's un, what is interesting is, even though we celebrate uh, this Thursday every year as our day of Thanksgiving in the, in the United States, originally when we started out, there was not a set day to celebrate this. As a matter of fact, there may have been multiple times throughout the year, even George Washington himself called for a day of Thanksgiving during a, a during the harsh battle of the Revolutionary War, to thank God, there were prayer. There, there were days of prayer, fasting, and then Thanksgiving that were called by uh, the Congress, by the President of the United States back in the day. And today, uh, just a few years ago, we had a governor, Governor of Texas, uh, Rick Perry, at the time. He called for a day of prayer at, at a stadium. It was totally supported and paid for by entities that were not government entities. And he was sued saying, you as a governor cannot participate in this, which he did, but he was sued nonetheless. We have, we're, we're getting further and further away from what we have been founded on and what our founding fathers understood. But to go back, we don't want to just, just dumb down Thanksgiving to being a feast between Indians and the pilgrims together, the Native Americans and the pilgrims together. 
and even though they are linked. But in 1620, the pilgrims landed in Massachusetts, and when they landed, they promptly had a prayer service. Number one, what we got to understand is the pilgrims had left to, to go to the new world to find a place where they could worship freely in freedom without any limitations by the government telling them how they could worship. And so they came, and they promptly had a prayer service when they got here, asking for God's direction and his provision as they came into this new world. And uh, they sound, signed the May, Mayflower Compact, which, which is, was the uh, creation of their government, but it was also very, a very spiritual and scripturally-based uh, document. But they were not prepared for the harsh weather that, that hit us. Uh, you know, and anybody who, who's been up in the New England area, Massachusetts up in that area, it gets cold up there. I mean, it's a lot colder than it is down here right now. I, I know we got some people from up that direction. You know what it's like up It gets freezing cold. I mean, you know, it's when you walk out, and it feels like you're walking on rock when you're walking on the ground because the ground is frozen. You know, it's not like around here, we, oh, it's freezing, and we step in mud up there. No, it's frozen. <laughs> It's frozen, and that's, that's what they dealt with. And they had a ton of people die. Uh, they had men and women and children. Of course, the women and children suffered very badly because uh, they, didn't, they weren't prepared for it. They weren't prepared for that harsh winter. But the Lord let them survive the harsh winter, and there were some that did survive. So in 1621, with the help of Native Americans, they planted crops, and they received a great harvest that was, brought, that, that was brought in from what had happened. And so they wanted to celebrate what God had done for them, and they had this three-day feast. Now, notice what I said. They wanted to celebrate the harvest that God had given them. See, we leave that out in the public school system. Oh, no, this was a thanksgiving to the, to, to the Indians. No, it was a celebration to the Lord for bringing the harvest in. And that's why, that's why we have you know, all this fruit. That's why we eat and, 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 and uh, dive in and are gluttons at Thanksgiving. Because why? Because this is a celebration of the plentiful, of the bounty that the Lord, of the harvest that the Lord has supplied for, for us. And so they had this three-day feast, and in that they invited 90 of the Native Americans to come to them. Now, Ed, uh, come and participate. Now, Edward Winslow was one of the pilgrims at the first Thanksgiving, And I'm going to read a little bit of what he wrote here about that. He says, Our harvest being gathered in, our governor sent four men on fowling or bird hunting so that we might, after a special manner, rejoice together after we had gathered the first fruit of our labors. The four of them, uh, they four in one day killed as much fowl as served the company for a whole week. So they killed enough birds in one in in four uh what was it four in one day. They killed enough birds to feed everybody for a whole week. So God was still working great things. Uh many of the Indians came amongst us. Their greatest king Mass Massasoit with some 90 men whom for 3 days we entertained and feasted and they went out and killed 5 deer which they brought, by the goodness of God, we are far from want. Now, this is a person that was there. By the goodness of God. So he was giving glory to God. We don't even need anything. We, we're not even close. The year before, we're dying. This year, God has supplied, and he has done this. Now, in 1789, George Washington is issued the first presidential 
Thanksgiving proclamation as a day of giving thanks. And here's what he said to that great and glorious being who is the beneficent author of all that is good, all the good that was, that is, or that will be. So he he gave thanks to God on that day. And then President Washington declared that both houses of Congress asked him this, to both houses of Congress, to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many and signal favors of Almighty God, especially by affording them an opportunity peaceably to establish a form of government for their safety and happiness. So he says, we're going to issue a day of thanksgiving to thank God for allowing us the opportunity to build this government, to bring this government together. And that was both both houses of Congress. Both, both houses of Congress did that. Now, so when we go into this, I'm just, I just want to give you a little bit of history. I mean, there's a lot more to it. There's a lot more I could give you, but a little bit of history into Thanksgiving and what it's about. It's not Turkey Day. It's Thanksgiving, all right? Now, if you will take, if you've got your Bibles with you or you, you're wanting to write this down, we're going to start out in First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 8 through 10 as our first scripture here. First Chronicles chapter 16 verses 8 through 10. And here's what he says. Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Sing to him. Yes, sing his praises. Tell everyone about his wonderful deeds. Exalt his holy name. Rejoice. Uh, rejoice, you who worship the Lord. We must thank God so the world, oh, excuse me, I'm jumping in. I didn't have no more. So um, (laughs) getting ahead of myself. So he says, give thanks to God, sing to him, exalt his name, and rejoice, you who worship the Lord. So my first point was, and that's where I was at, my first point was we must thank God so the world will know what he has done. We must thank God so that the world will know what he has done. And that's what this scripture tells us right here. It says, it says to tell everyone about his wonderful deeds. Let the whole world know what he has done. So when we come into Thanksgiving, and when we come into this time and we think of the word Thanksgiving, we can be thankful to somebody else. But do you know, it's just what George Washington said, do you know that all that is good, all that good is that has happened, all that good is happening now, and all that good is that is going to happen, it all comes from God. If you've got a good neighbor who helped you out, if you've got somebody who pulled over on the side of the road and helped you change your tire, if you've got somebody who prayed with you, somebody who loved you, somebody who cared, cared for you, it's because there is a good God. You know, there is only one that is good, and that is the Lord. Even Jesus himself said, there is only one that is good, that is the Father. And so anything that we have, when we thank somebody, we should understand that we're thanking God because thanksgiving is our uh, understanding that God is doing it for us. When we think of the word thanksgiving, it should always encompass the idea and the thought that God is part of it, that God is there. The word itself, when you say thanksgiving, it should be God in parentheses because you can't have thanksgiving 
without God. You can't thank someone, really. You can't have that without that divine favor, which is God. Now, let's jump over to our second scripture. 2 Corinthians 9, 10 through 11. And here's what he said. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. So our second thing to remember today, our second point to remember is we must be generous in our portion that we give back to God so that people will thank him. We must be generous in our portion that we give back to God so that people will thank him. Now, as Paul is talking here to the Corinthians, notice that he said this. He said at the end of it, and when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. Uh, The Lord, because he has been generous to, to us, we need to be even that much more generous back to him. The Lord has given us a place called a church or a family of believers where we can come together and we can worship him and we have opportunities also to give. And when we come together, we shouldn't ask God, Lord, how much do I have to give? Instead, it should be, Lord, how much do you want me to give? See, when we begin to understand, just like Thanksgiving, the reason we celebrate this holiday is because he, God, has given to us. And the the pilgrims that day were saying, we give thanks to God for what he has given to us. Now today, we we probably don't have, you may have a small garden in the backyard, but we're, we're back then, you know, money wasn't like it is today where you just threw it around. I mean, there was money. Uh, there was ways, gold and silver and different things like that. But the thing was, is the way that, that uh, the pilgrims were able to rejoice and show is they had huge crops. You could go out and you could pick those crops, and they were generous with it. They were generous with their crops. Uh, in, the, in the Old Testament, in the New Testament even here, he's saying, hey, what you have, what the Lord gives to you, you need to be generous with it. We've got to understand that what we have is we didn't make it, okay? We didn't make it. God made it. Not the government. God did it for us. The job that we have, we have it because God allowed us to have it. The money we have coming in, the cars we have, whatever kind of recreational things that we have, it's not because we did it, it's because God did it. And when we start to understand that and we start to realize that we have all this because of God, then we start to go, wait a minute, so our money is not ours. What we have is not our, what, it's just on loan to us from God because he believes that we are going to be generous in what he gives us. Now, why is it important? You go, well, pastor, why is it important that I give? You know, we talk about tithing. We talk about offerings. Why is it important that I give? And, it, and again, I want to go back to this, what the scripture said. 
It says, and when we take these gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. So people will know. I've told, I've told you over and over. Uh, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough money to, you know, I'm not rich. We don't have big churches backing us up. What we do here is based off of what you give. And the opening and the opportunity for people to be touched in this building is because of what you give. Because uh, of people coming in, I'll give you an example, give you a, a, a praise report. You know, last Sunday was just an amazing Sunday morning. I just felt the Holy Spirit moving. We had prayer time in the altar. And one one of the people that were here was here Sunday morning came into the altar and I was able to pray with her and she said Wednesday night at our Bible study she says before Sunday I've been having a lot of problems with my job I've been having a lot of problems with the people at my job I'm trying to do what's right I'm trying to be ethical I'm trying to to do it the right way but man I'm being hammered left and right and I've been praying but I just haven't felt like I could get my prayers was not reaching heaven I couldn't get through with my prayers but after Sunday when she came forward and I I prayed with her and tears streaming after Sunday everything changed God changed everything. I've been able to pray this week and feel it. So you say, well, as I give to the church, you know, what, what, what is going on? As I give to the Lord through the church, what is going on? It's things like that, opportunities like that that people are able to be ministered to. And as we grow and as we get bigger, our generosity as a church will expand. Right now, we, we support, every month we support 13 missionaries currently every month. Some of them are on home soil here in the United States, the major, vast majority of them are overseas somewhere. The vast majority of them are in countries that are not the United States of America. Some of them live in places that are very dangerous. One of our missionaries that we just began to support has just now left to go over. They're a part of a group called Project Rescue, and they are rescuing women out of uh, uh, sex trafficking, out of the sex trade and bringing them out of it and seeing God move in their life and change their life, clean them up and, and put them on a path where they're successful. Maybe not. Maybe we, we don't look at it as successful. Maybe they're not making millions of dollars, but successful in that they're able to have families and they're able to have uh, church families and they're able to just be ministered to by the Lord because somebody has done it and that's what you're doing. Your gifts and your giving, it gives us a building. It gives us heat and air. It gives us abilities to reach people in other countries and this country. And as we grow, we'll be able to do even more. And as, as our generosity uh, grows in, in our fellowship, our generosity from the, from the collective, from our church, will go even more, even into our communities. I had somebody contact me this week. It says, do you, uh, from, the, from the public school system here in Maumelle, do you have a... Um, an outreach for youth to, to feed uh, youth that don't have a lot of food. You, what we don't understand is we have a lot of, a lot of uh, children whose parents are not paying attention, okay? Let's just put that away. They're not paying attention. There's food out there, but they're not paying attention, and they need these things. And I says, at this time, we don't. But, you know, I, I pray and I believe as our church becomes more generous that we, as the whole body, will be able to be generous to our community and touch those out there that need it. So that second point, we must be generous in our portion that we give back to God so people will thank him. Now, he said this right here. He says, 
He says, he will provide and increase your resources. Well, I, Pastor, I just don't know if I can be generous. He says, he, God, will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. So he will provide and increase what you have so that you can be generous back for him. And that's why I put in there that generous in our portion that we give back to God so that people will thank him because he has given it to us. Now, our last scripture this morning, 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you to be, for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Now, remember, the first thing we said was that we must thank God so that the world will know what he's done. Second, we must be generous in our portion that we give back to God so people will thank him. And thirdly, God made us to be thankful in every situation. We were talking about God's will this morning, and I was like, oh, I can't say too much. I'm going to give my third point away. God has made us to be thankful in every situation. Now, remember, thankfulness is all about God. So if you put that in, put that in here, God has made us to honor him, glorify him, exalt him, magnify him in every situation or we can bring it down to be thankful in every situation. I've told the story, and I still will tell it. When just, in, uh, just a few years ago, when those men had their heads cut off, those Coptic Christians had their heads cut off, and they asked the wives of those men, it was 10 or 12 men, says, what do you want to say to those people that did that? They say, we hope and we pray as we forgive them, that they can experience the forgiveness of Jesus in their life. What is that? That is women being thankful to God in every situation. It can be very difficult. We all go through things, and some of us feel like this thing that I'm going through right now is the worst thing that could ever happen to me. When I look at the, the story of Wednesday night, the, the l- husband and wife, the mother and father who lost their 17-year-old because she was abducted, abducted and killed, they were able to bring an attitude of forgiveness. They were able to speak forgiveness to the person who did this, and it resonated throughout the community. What is that? That is being thankful to God for what he did in their lives. You see, without Jesus, who are we? We have no hope. But with the Lord, we have everything. And so no matter what the situation that we go through, we can be thankful. And so I want us to remember that God has made us to be thankful. God made us so that we will be thankful in every situation that we will rejoice in him in every situation, that we will exalt him in every situation. You don't, you don't go up to somebody and say, hey, thank you for this unless you're wanting them to get the glory, right? Thank you for doing Why? And it's the same way with God. He made us to be thankful 
in every situation. Because when we're thankful in every situation, he is glorified. His will is going to happen. His will is going to be done because people see that and they want to know, who is this God that you serve again? What makes you different than everybody else that you're thankful in that situation? So this Thanksgiving, what I want us to remember is this. We are thanking Almighty God for everything he has supplied to us. So as you go into this Thanksgiving week, you remember, I'm thanking God for everything he has supplied to me. Whether it's a little bit, whether you got just enough gas in the car to get to work every day, or whether it's a lot, abundance, you're gonna thank him for that. Maybe it's just that your children are alive and you're able to see them. Thank God for that. There's so much to be thankful for. I could go through so much to talk about that we could be thankful for. Well, as we end in the service, here's what I want us to do. And my plan is every year I want to 